Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local business owner Lori Hatcher. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it is truly an honor to have you in the studio today. You're sweet. So before we dive into your life here, where did you grow up? I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. I was there about 21 years. I got married when I was 21 to David. Um, wow. I was a cocktail waitress. He was a bartender. In the summer of 83, it was a very fun fun summer. And then when did you move to Cookville? So he is from Knoxville and he wanted to get back up to this area and he applied at Tennessee Pipe in Cookville and came up for an interview, got the job, drug me up here. I was very excited, but I will say 37 years ago, Cookville was not exciting. <laughs> not at all. I'm stunned. Uh, we could not find a place to rent. Nowadays, that's not the case. Oh my gosh. So we stayed at the Nick's restaurant, whatever that hotel was back then. Yes. Maybe the Thunderbird or something. We stayed there for three weeks, and it was cloudy, cold, and dreary. I called my mom crying many times. Oh, and was this before you had kids? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is like mid-80s yes. or so? Right at 84-ish, 5-ish. And so the rest of your family was still back in Florida, yes. and you're in a new place, and it sounds like you moved up here in winter mm -hmm. or something depressing. We did. It was something. So we found a little house out off Shipley Road, had a few goats, little country house. I had never been around animals. Um, and we just met some cool local friends with lots of country accents I had to learn. <laughs> and now I'm sure I have one. <laughs> Nothing strong. So when did you start your business, Blind Designs? So that's a great question. I started it about 34 years ago. Um, we got up here and I found a job in ophthalmology with Dr. Albert Holmes. And I worked with him for several years. And then he went to Knoxville and sold it to Dr. Epley. I worked for Dr. Epley for many, many years. Loved it there. All this while, I was still selling blinds, which my dad did in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So I kind of had a little bit of a background. The reason I stopped working at the ophthalmology office was I did that three days a week, blinds two days a week, and then I had my son, Alex. Then the second child came along, and I was still doing all that, and it was a lot. So I gave up the office job and just took a real chance, and I really prayed about it, and uh, it's been very successful. I've done it this whole time out of my home, never had a uh, you know, brick and mortar, and I put my samples in my car and my tape measure, and I come out to your house, and I bring samples, measure your windows, get you a price. It's that simple. Wow, I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting with local business owner Lori Hatcher. She owns Blind Designs. So with blinds, is this because you have an interior design mindset? Is that what attracted you to it, or are you just more of a business-minded person, or both? A little of both, a little of both. Uh, mostly I loved the hours that it was going to give me. I could be home and pick my kids up every day. That was very important. And then I got to meet all these cool people see really new homes, and um, a lot of my customers have remained my friends, have become my friends, and I have thousands of customers over these years. Including my family. That's You've right. done many blinds in our house. We always love when you come over. Um, so with the process of selecting blinds, how does it 
author, how does it happen? Like if I wanted to call you and say, hey, I am interested in putting some blinds in this room. It's too sunny. What happens next? I load up my <laughs> car with all the samples and I take a look at your window, the room, your trim, how it could be installed, um, the textures, the colors you have in your room. And I give you some suggestions, hang some samples up in the window and you say yes or no and get you a price on several things if you need them. Now, are people highly suggestible or do you find that most people know what they want or they think they know what you want until you come in and you tell them what would be better? <laughs> that is that is it right there. A lot of people say, oh, I want shutters everywhere. Well, their room may be really small, their ceiling's low and shutters might overwhelm the, the room. And uh, so I give them another suggestion. I never talk them out of something if that's really what they want. Right. I'm one of those people. I do not have an eye for anything. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me what yeah. what is best for me because I never have a clue. And most people enjoy that because that's why you call the professional is I've done it long enough. I know how it's going to hang in the window. I know how much textures in the room. Now, do you have vendors that you talk to? Where do you find the blinds? Yes. So I try to deal as locally as possible. I deal with a company out of Johnson City, Tennessee. Cool. Love them. Been with them about, gosh, 18 or so years. And then I have another company out of Texas. Now, what are some things that you've learned from your job or challenges that you've had to face? So one of the things that I have done is to remain very honest and I find that when you go out to someone's house, if they have a large house or you know they're a doctor or an attorney, or I try to look at them the same as the next person. I don't raise my price according to the size of the house. And I actually try to lower my price if I find that that person needs a little help. Um, you can get cheaper blinds, but I try not to sell them because they're going to warp, yellow, chip, and peel. Oh, yeah. You I know? mean, they're right there where, where the weather is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so selling a good product at a good price. With your job, you you mentioned the flexibility that you have, especially when raising a family. Was that something that was super important to you? Or did you have to end up saying no to certain clients to to make sure you had time for your family? I basically worked as much as I could while they were in school. Definitely. And then the only people I saw after I picked them up were from school were maybe some school teachers that wanted me to come measure because of their hours. So I did that. Um, an interesting thing, when I first started years and years ago, I would drive around to new houses or new neighborhoods and get out and stick my card in every new house. And I did that for years to get business. And it worked. Nowadays, I don't have to advertise, and it's just word of mouth. And that, to me, is pretty spectacular. And I'm appreciative for all my customers out there. It's all word of mouth. I remember growing up, you um, would drive me and carpool me because I'm the same age as your daughter, Katie. Yes. Shout out to Katie and Alex. <laughs> and you had the Blind Designs logo on your car. So it was like a driving promo, which that's was perfect. Right. Yes, that's right. I remember that. But you have to have also such an eye and I guess instinct for even promoting yourself. It's hard to promote yourself or know how to do it it is it is and it, there's a lot of competition out there that's a lot different and cheaper and you know if i lose a job i lose a job i don't let it affect me i'd rather have that person's friendship if they choose to go with someone else i don't know why they would <laughs> <laughs> you hear that <laughs> all right we're, we're going to talk more about 
Blind Designs and Lori Hatcher's life. She's she's more than just a businesswoman right after the break. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local business owner Lori Hatcher. Hi. Thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. So Lori is not only a business owner, she is kind of a fitness guru, fitness enthusiast. So what are your go-to exercises? Well, anything moving, anything outside. Mostly I cycle. I used to run quite a bit. I did a marathon, a lot of half marathons. And then my old knees gave out a little bit. So I took up cycling probably, (laughs) I'd say, 18 or 20 years ago. And I used to be very enthusiastic about it. But uh, as age comes and I find balance, so I walk a lot and kayak, go to yoga, and cycle. So just a little of everything, about an hour and a half a day. Wow. Were you always active like this? Is this more of a Florida environmental thing? I feel like there's a lot of fitness down there. There is. I grew up swimming. My mom was a lifeguard when I was a little girl, so I swam since I was four. So needless to say, I was on the swim team at the high school, and then I played a little bit of tennis. And then when we came up here, um, I didn't have any friends. I didn't cycle. Uh, you know, I just was meeting people. And, uh, you know, I think I was in my early 30s when I really got back into it. I started running, walking, and cycling, all that. So when you are doing exercise, do you prefer to be outside in the elements? Or are you, are you okay with going to the gym as well? I do not like the gym. <laughs> Same. I, uh-uh. <laughs> I would rather run in the rain, clomp through the snow, just anything outside. Does not matter the temperature. Wow. See, I'm such a wuss. When I see people, <laughs> the other day, you know, it's rained a few times in the past week. I'll see people running in the rain and I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> why would you do it? So for you, is it something that, you know, regardless of the elements, you need it because it's just as mentally important? Exactly. As well. Exactly. Is it the clarity? Or? It is the clarity. It's the kind of the high you get from doing it. It's so I can eat more food later. Um, yeah. You're in the South. you got to take advantage. That's right. Um, It just helps clear my mind. And if we have company and I don't get to go out, you know, for two days because we've got friends or whatever over, I go a little crazy and I find myself getting very aggravated. So it's kind of like your source of me time. Yes, it is. It's your alone time. Everybody needs a decompression. That's right. It's my Prozac time. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, with cycling, are are you like clipped into the bicycle? Is that what you mean by cycling, like Tour de France? Yes, we are. Oh, my gosh. But it's great. It gives you power to go up hills. Um, it, without it, you don't have the power and the wattage that you need to do. Right, because your foot's lifting up. That's right. So how many miles do you go when on an average day cycling so nowadays i go between 18 and 22 miles we used to ride every saturday 60 to 80 miles every saturday and david rides as well and uh, we rode with a group called the turtles they're not (laughs) slow they are definitely not slow i was like that would be my group but for a different reason (laughs) and for a long time i was the only female that rode so i thought i was pretty Pretty tough, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. We looked forward to it every Saturday, and we did that for years. Um, I've now since found a little more balance and some other things to do. <laughs> now, when when you're picking out your route here, 
I mean, do you select it before? Or are you guys riding and just saying, hey, it's a beautiful street. Let's go down. Let's take a ride. <laughs> so the turtles, when we joined them, they already knew these routes. They knew how to get to Granville. Yes, we would ride our bikes from Cookville to Granville. Wow. Come back through Gainesboro. And they had routes because they had ridden for so many years. And then where I live now, out off Cherry Creek, is one of our favorite places to ride. And that comes up later about our farm. But... um it's so beautiful out here, so we would leave, you know, our house in town when we had it and come all the way south and sometimes ride to Spencer. We were crazy. Wow. <laughs> and, are, and are the roads safe? What is it like as a, a cyclist sharing the road? It's a little tricky. I wear a mirror on my helmet so I can see if a car is too close if I need to jump off the ditch and get off the road. But um, that's never really happened. We have had some close calls. Some people have been hit. I have not. Um, it used to be a lot safer with fewer people on the road. A lot of people are distracted. They're texting. You know, it's a little crazy. But when you're out of the city and on these country back roads, it's pretty nice. And gorgeous. And peaceful. I love uh, this area. We're, we're out near Cherry Creek yes. where we're recording, close to where you live. Yes. So with kayaking, where do you go to do that? Do you own a kayak or do you go and rent down at the Caney Fork? I do own a kayak, and I will go with my friend Tracy out to her lake house, and we'll kayak out there. Or we have found if you head past Sparta towards Spencer, there's a boat dock that has the Caney Fork River right there, oh. and there's some houses on it. We just discovered it. And it's a great place to kayak. So also um, in Sparta, the calf killer. Yes. So we just kind of get up and go. Now, have you ever trained people? Have you ever considered teaching classes or do you teach classes? Good question. I used <laughs> to teach um, a group of ladies called the Bod Squad. I'm it. loving all the names. <laughs> <I know> <laughs> so the Bod Squad was a group for about seven years and then COVID hit. And so we all had to, you know, not exercise together. Um, it was the most fun. It was more of a high intensity. You brought your weights. You brought your mat for about an hour. I had a routine workout for you. And we just burned some calories and became the best of friends and had a real fellowship. And I miss those ladies. We all still keep in touch. I did think about going back and starting again. But I have two grandchildren and I want to be free and to come and go, you know. Right. And when you're planning these classes, are you doing like a music playlist too and all those things? So we tried music, but we ended up chatting too much while we were working out. <laughs> so then I got the chatting down to a minimum and then I just kind of instructed. I kept it very fast and high paced. So it was me talking more than we needed the music. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like with exercise, it's so great to have your alone time, but sometimes if I don't have any accountability or fear that people will judge me, I won't complete the exercise. That's exactly right. Accountability for sure. My class was taught at um, Dogwood Park, so we were outside oh, every day. Oh, so beautiful. Were you on the theater? We, we were. So if oh, it rained, so we had cover. There were no excuses. And then I decided to charge just $5 because free people don't pay. I mean, I'm sorry, not free free they don't want to come there's no commitment if you're committed to paying ahead and paying you know per month they'll be there wow i never thought about that but that mm -hmm. that's your business mindset that's coming right. into play <laughs> well we're gonna talk more about Lori's interesting lifestyle she just moved out to the country right after the break 
Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local business owner Lori Hatcher. Hello. So Lori, you just moved from the middle of town. Yes. Near the square on a very busy road. Yes. Out to a farm. I know. Can you tell us about this journey and why you did it? So we lived, uh, like you said, half a mile from the square. We loved it. We lived there for 27 years. The kids are gone and it's just a big house. So we thought for about five years we would find a smaller house and downsize. We looked and looked and then things started growing up around us, literally. So it pushed us to start looking. So one Sunday, my husband said, let's ride out south. So we get on the bikes. I did not want to come south. It just did not feel right. Didn't want to go. So I'm grumbling under my breath. Here we come down Cherry Creek. We make our loop and we're headed home. When we head home, he takes a left on this road called Randolph Road. Well, I know the road. And it's hilly, and I didn't want to go that way. I'm grumbling now under my breath. Just want to go home the shortest route possible. So I follow him down Randolph, and here we go, over the hill, down the hill, around the curve, and there's a for sale sign at this farm that we have admired for 8 to 10 years of our cycling. So we pull in, and we just look at each other. And it is silent, and it's beautiful. It's 12 acres, and it's got a pond. It had an old ranch house and three barns. And we're just stunned. So immediately we call the realtor on the sign and everything. So anyway, long story short, we get home and go back out in the truck and drive the land. And we think about it for about three weeks, and we make an offer. And we have not even thought about the big house yet. So we buy this house, and we put our big house on the market. And my husband redid the 1960 ranch house. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a fun project to yes. have. He is quite the handyman. He did all the demo, did all the trim. We painted it. I mean, redid the bathroom. My son did the kitchen cabinets. It turned out to be a wonderful little ranch house. It has a small basement. But we moved from 4,200 square feet to 1,200 square feet. Quite the downside. Quite the downside. And your old house was old as well, and it was beautiful. Thank you. As well. And now you're in a a much smaller home. We are, (laughs) but you know, we're not inside often, and we have plenty of room. We actually use every room in the house. There's not a library or a sitting room or, you know, every room is used. Uh, It's cozy. We love it so much. We are redoing an old barn that's on the property, and we're making it into a quote-unquote party barn. We're going to have dinners out there, and uh, we have a Brad Sells table that's sitting out there covered, waiting to have friends and guests over. Um, One of the special things is we get the sunrise, we get the moonrise, and then we get every sunset. And I say it was a God moment because that bike ride, that I didn't want to go on. I didn't want to turn down that road, you know. It was like God saying, nope, just follow your husband. It's fate. It's supposed to be. <laughs> There's a literal sign down the road of what <laughs> you're going to do next. <laughs> Where's your sign? He, he gave me one. Wow. And so it must be so fun to have this not only change, but a fun project for yes. you to pour yourself into and your whole family as well. Yes. I mean, I know you mentioned that your husband and your son helped, but obviously you did the blinds. I did. I did. <laughs> and some of the decorating. But um, yeah, it's just fun to have something to do and something different. We never knew we wanted a farm until we rode up on it. We had no idea. 
We weren't ever, ever looking. And did you have any experience with animals? I know you mentioned you, you had goats when you first moved out here, but now we, you got animals. We and- do. Um, so we have sheep, and not goats, but sheep, and they're wool sheep. So we have sheared them. We have bred them. And we have a little one named Peaches, named so by my cute. little Lucy. Aww. So we have three sheep right now, two donkeys. Their names are Thelma and Louise. Adorable. I mean, they're mother and daughter. <laughs> Louise, we bred her last year, and she's going to have a baby. We're very excited about. So the gestation for a donkey is 11 to 14 months. So she's due any time between. That's a <laughs> long time. I thought humans <laughs> had it bad. And not knowing. What a donkey? What are they what's what what are they making in there? Oh, I don't know. So anytime between August and October, oh my gosh. We'll be on the lookout. Wow. And you mentioned that you sheared some sheep. How did you learn how to do that? So we watched this time. We watched. It's okay. quite a process. And uh, we have a great neighbor who also raises these sheep and we took our sheep down there and we did them all together and just watched and learned a lot. Our neighbor, Dennis and Kathy, also told us and showed us how to vaccinate the sheep and how to help when they're born. And, I mean, they've been so incredibly kind and nice and just generous in their knowledge. And it's so fun that you have, once again, found a new community out where you live. And I know you mentioned your grandkids. I know that they must love it. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, when Lucy comes over, she just wants to run and see the animals and pet them all. She has no fear. And it really is just wide open spaces. And they're always going to have that memory. They're yes. always going to talk about, oh, I I grew up mm-hmm. on my grandparents' farm. Or, you know, we'd go out and visit and play with the sheep. That's and right. All of those things. It's pretty cool. So how do you see the farm evolving? Do you want to get more animals? or? I think that we do. I really enjoy having them. I enjoy cleaning the stalls. Believe it or not, I include, I love feeding them. And wow. the sheep are so friendly that when I go out there, they literally sniff me like they're a big dog. They want pets. Uh, they're just, it's fabulous. The donkeys as well. I brush them, feed them treats. They're very, very sweet. And I know that's been extra comforting during the past year, during the pandemic when we just haven't been anywhere but our homes and it's nice to get like they're your therapy animals yes and we have had a lot of our friends bring their grandkids out and it because it's therapy you know it's just fun for everybody and so they'll say hey can i bring the kids out absolutely come on out it's the hatcher petting zoo (laughs) i know (laughs) and you mentioned the party barn are you going to do that yourselves as well or are you going to contract somebody so we have one guy from muddy pond that has helped us straighten it he's doing most of the exterior work wow so it was like it was leaning okay Mm -hmm. cool so he's got it straightened up and he's doing some floor joists and stuff david my handyman husband he puts on that tool belt and he has put up walls out of barnwood and he's doing a floor because we're flooring in part of it upstairs and he just works on it all the time. I'm so proud of his work. It's amazing to watch him. It's always good to be related to a handyman and a nurse. <laughs> yes, it is. That's that's what you need. Then your bases are covered. That's right. <laughs> well, Lori, thank you so much for coming in. It's been so fun hearing about your business and your new chapter out at the farm. Now, if anybody wants to contact you for blinds, 
How can they reach you or where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook under Lori Hatcher if they want to, or I can give my phone number. Fabulous. If you, if you want to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning into the chat and I'll see you all next week.